Welcome back to All Other Business. Today, our topic is achievement. You know, another way of thinking about it is work ethic. Some people do a lot, some people not so much. And it all comes from their basic motivation about work. Uh, well, I think a lot of people are delusional of what their levels of achievement are. People who think they're the best workers are usually the worst workers, right? And people who, you know, are very modest are usually your best workers. And you got, you know, the downright slackers who don't care and they don't care what they are. Their job is just to get away with as much as they can and do as little as possible. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I, 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 I totally understand what you're saying. You know, I kind of look at work as a, a means to earn a living. I don't really look at it as the center of my life. You know, I think some people do. For example, I was recently reading this memo that was sent around on our website, uh, the internet site, and it was talking about this guy who had just been promoted. Now, this guy has a history like you wouldn't believe. At one point, he was uh, running the Philippines office, then he was running the Canadian office, then, get this, he learned how to speak Spanish, and now he's running the Mexican office. I mean, I'm lucky if I can remember to bring my access badge in the morning. What, what's driving this guy? I mean, that's what I'm talking about. He's driven by something, and I don't really identify with it. probably the Rosetta Stone. He <laughs> must have, like, uh, an investment in that. You're right. Maybe, maybe that's it. But, uh, maybe he has a wife in every port. <laughs> <laughs> a wife, yeah, quote, wife yeah. in every port. It's what I call an overachiever. That is my term for it. But do you, I mean, I know you, you have a good work ethic. I have a good work ethic. But between I'm not. Naps, yeah. <laughs> between naps. But I'm not driven like this guy. I mean, what's motivating this guy to, to, like, he's all over the world. He's learning new languages. He's moving all over the place. I mean, I just don't understand that. What's the, you know what the number one incentive is? I think it's, I think it's not money. It's not money. No, it's self achievement, self satisfaction. Really? Yep. That explains why my career is in the tank. <laughs> <laughs> you. Because I really have none of that, you know? Yeah, I know. Me either. I come from a very large family. When we were kids, there was a, a rumor that kidnapping was going on. My mother had a sign on the house that said, stop here. Take one, free. That's, my, our that's... major achievement was to eat. Get as much food as you can, as fast as you can. I guess that's why I'm very competitive. Now, would you would you define com competition or competitiveness with achieving or achievement? Not really. I mean, some people are competitive, but and that might drive them. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're good achievers. You know what I mean? They they have they want to be at every meeting. They want to have all that face time. You know, they they want to look like they're they're important, but they're actually doing nothing. The yeah. only thing they're doing is promoting themselves. Yeah. When I was younger. Uh, the key was the longer you stayed in the office, the more important you were. Now, you didn't have to do anything. You just had to stay there. And I would always wonder why I was leaving at 5 and everyone else was leaving at 9. They're the, the making a charade of being important and being busy. For example, there are some people who are always telling you how busy they are. You know what I'm talking about? They're like, yeah. oh, man, look at my calendar. My calendar looks like a jigsaw puzzle. I got, I got no time. I got, you know. Meanwhile... You see these guys like they're talking in the hallway, they're talking at the water cooler, they're, they're stopping by somebody's desk. I don't know what they're so busy doing, but they're already telling you how busy they are. And they stay late, you know. They stay and, late. Come early, stay late. Get food money, get get driven home. 
and I said, geez, if you stayed in your office like five hours a day, you wouldn't have to leave so late. <laughs> That's exactly right. And you know what that really pisses me off is that I had a guy who he would comment. Now, when I went to work, I worked for the eight or nine hours or the 10 hours, whatever it was that I was there. I worked. It was pretty much heads down. I didn't really waste a lot of time. But I would leave at a reasonable hour. I would maybe get in at 7.30 but leave at 5. When I would leave, this guy always had to make a remark. Banker's hours? You ever hear that? Oh, yeah. Banker's hours? First of all, not for nothing, but I was working for a bank, so that's A, number one. So, yes, banker's hours. But this guy, this little short, and he was short, too. That even annoyed me more. I don't know why. <laughs> no, offense to, <laughs> no offense to the people who are vertically challenged out there, but this guy made a point when I was packing up to leave. Banker's hours? Like he was, well, look at me. I'm so busy. I'm so important. And you, you're obviously not taking this seriously. Meanwhile, I was the guy who was busting it for the time that I was there, and this guy was doing virtually nothing. Exactly. Just a bunch of wise guys. Shut up already. I'll give you banker's hours. <laughs> I think we live in a society today of entitlement. Everyone thinks they're entitled. Yep. Being a manager, I have people that always, a lot of my employees come in and ask me for raises and things like that, and they try to tell you why they should get a raise and why they should be promoted and so forth and so forth. And then the next day they come in a half an hour late. Yeah, All right. right. And to them, they don't really care. It's just like, you know what? I'm, I should be this. What? You're just here a week. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think that it's the, the younger generation of workers who feels that way? And I hate to say it's a generation thing. I think it has a lot to do with upbringing, and I think us being someone older, our upbringing was very strict. Yeah. I either did it their way, your parents' way, or you didn't do it at all, or you suffered consequences. And I think this generation is more like, oh, you know, everybody wins. There's no losers. You know, nobody, you're not allowed to hit anyone. You can't spank anyone. <laughs> Things like that. And people say, you know what? I never got spanked, and you ain't never going to spank me, so screw you. You owe me. I hope you're not literally advocating that people get a beating in the office. I wouldn't hurry. <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever physically struck anyone in the office. Yeah, before this conversation takes an even darker turn, <laughs> I, I agree with your main point, is that we had role models, like my dad. Um, he wasn't a workaholic, but he was definitely committed to getting to work on time. He earned his paycheck. And that's what I witnessed, and that's what I tried to do. That generation was a no-nonsense generation. You know, World War II, Korean War, very responsible generation. There you go. What the hell happened? Well, you could probably write a book on the causes of it, but I can tell you what I see. I can see people goofing off, searching the web, they're texting, they're, they're making personal phone calls. It's like... They, the latest they thing now is these iPods with the phones. Half the staff has got these things plugged in and they're listening to music all day. Now, I don't... You know, it's because of modern technology, maybe? Or how do you tell people to stop listening to music? I see people doing homework at their desk, reading their textbooks. This sounds like another a time for another game of A-game or A-hole. Okay. Here's the scenario. You see somebody who is surfing the web, doing their homework, playing with the iPhone. They're not doing any work at all. They're on your team. What's the A-game response? I'm putting it to you. A-game would be call them in and just give them a very specific time frame and a task to get done. Okay, of course, obviously, you know I never followed that A game part. <laughs> so, 
So here's the a-hole approach that I took the other day when someone was doing their homework at their desk. Went up and said, what the heck is that book doing on your desk? Close it, you knucklehead. You're supposed to be working. Well, that did work. She did put the book away. So, I mean, sometimes direct approach I still think works. Did you actually say knucklehead? Yes. Excellent. It did, it did slip out. I, I don't uh, think that's – I mean, I don't think we offended anyone. It's not like we're saying redskins. Right. Yeah. That that could have been instant instant call into the HR department. Yes. But I like the people who take more time to try not to work. If they put the same effort in working, just think how good of a worker they could be. There you go. Perfect. They spend a lot of time figuring out what not to do. Exactly. It's amazing. Here, here's what I noticed somebody doing at the office. This guy had a PowerPoint slide on his uh, screen. And he was looking down, he his head's down, he was typing something, who knows what he was typing, but that PowerPoint slide never changed. Like days would go by and the same slide was was on the desktop. <laughs> I mean, how how lazy do you have to be to not even click next? You know, so that the slide changes. <laughs> You're not fooling anybody. We used to have a guy I used to work with, and he, his his main goal every day was to beat the company for five minutes. He had to leave. He was supposed to leave, let's say, at 4 o'clock. He'd be at the door 5 to 4, and he'd try to sneak out so nobody would see him. But that was his major objective. I mean, he thought he, he, he took so much pride in leaving early. He was good at sneaking out. He would, like, roll out. You know, open the door and just roll around the door and disappear. So we would all take turns to call him, like, you know, like six minutes to four. Hey, Joe, come over here a second. And he would be so upset because he couldn't run out. You got guys who come to the meetings. All they do is comment, but they never take responsibility. They go from meeting to meeting to meeting. That's how they fill their day. But when the meeting's over, they didn't take anything away. They didn't take any actions. They didn't take any responsibility. Off to the next meeting, they do the same thing. Right. Then you get the other side of the coin where people are accepting a lot of responsibility and then they don't follow through. Right. That's even worse. You're depending on them to do something and, oh, you know what? I couldn't get that done because something else came in, which is the story they're telling the other guy. Oh, you know what? I couldn't get your thing done because something else came in. <laughs> See, that's the problem. You always can rely on only certain people, obviously. And it's unfair to that person who you can rely on. There's always somebody in the group who actually is heads down trying to do the right thing, trying to get things done. And unfortunately, their award for that type of behavior is more work. You know, now we're burning this guy out because we know that he can do it. We know that he's responsible because everybody else is kind of shirking off. It, it is good to know or try to detect underachiever, overachiever when you interview these people. And maybe at that point you could designate or be prepared for what this, these individuals will be doing. Here's what you do. The candidate comes in. You put an empty glass and you put a pitcher of water right in front of them, right? I just, I just came up with this. If they fill the water, put the water in the glass, overachiever. If they don't, underachiever. Now, wait, let me get this straight. You put a, a pitcher of water. And an empty glass. Right. Right now, in front of say, them. you would you like a glass of water or no? No. You let them figure out what to do. What if they take the glass? <laughs> All right. Obviously, I haven't thought this through 
This could be very. This is you know really. This is like I don't know if that's an A game or an A hole. I'm pretty sure that's an A hole. Inferior work product or inferior work ethic has to be addressed. You know, they have the performance reviews on an annual basis. Sometimes it's semi-annual. You need to set goals. You need to tell the person what you expect from them. And then you need to hold them accountable for that. And there's a, you know, there's a process uh, that most companies have to do that. So, well, our company does a self-appraisal first. That's a, that's a really good uh, topic because uh, when it comes to achievement, now more and more we're being asked to rate ourselves. And that's always difficult to do. My approach to that has always been just be factual. Here's what I did. Exactly. Know? As opposed to, you know, I'm a lot of fun at parties, people tell me. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, we, we, we basically have been really concentrating on achievements that are corporate-related or business-related. But there are other achievements that you can signify and say that's, that was a good achievement. You know, like somebody doing a handstand in the office. That was good. You know, you know, or, you know, who who can, uh, you know, bring in the best food? Hey, you put a pile of cookies in. I like um, you. Uh, please tell me you're not putting that on the performance reviews. <laughs> we have well, one individual uh, who who thinks they're a very good cook. So that poor person gets judged every year as you know. I didn't like your uh, bean salad. You put too much cilantro in it. Come on. You know I don't like cilantro. <laughs> I'm your manager, damn it. Don't put cilantro in the bean salad. Margarita, I have to say, looking over your performance of the past six months, you hit every goal, you hit every target, you were on time, you were under budget, but let me tell you something. I'm giving you a four because of your shitty bean salad. <laughs> your flan was watery. You know, come on. Let's see what we can do with the flan. You know, the chocolate cake was not moist. You need to work on that. Put another egg in or something, please. And then, you, and then you make that an objective for the next cycle. Now here comes the big question. Do you try to set a certain standard, or do you try and work with that person's work style and personality style and see how you get the best out of them? Well, I think you really do have to let the individual be an individual and you have to get the best out of that person and let's face it certain people have certain talents so you really have to find the right role for the right person try to to be sensitive to their needs and so forth but you also need to be sensitive to your needs and and let's face it if they you know you're trying to have them make you look good as well right you don't want to look like a a, a bad department or a bad manager and so forth so the key is to get them focused, and if it doesn't work out, try to create another position for them in some other department and get rid of them as fast as possible. They really bring nothing to the table, which is one of my favorite expressions, by the way, bring nothing to the table. <laughs> it must go back to my childhood when we didn't get much food because there were so many of us. <laughs> See, as we get deeper into these episodes, we're getting into the psychology here. You know, I'm not sure that's a good thing. Not for us. And no, not for us. Anybody who's listening may have us committed. <laughs> we may be committed right now for all they know. <laughs> That's right. You could be in win B and I could be in win A. <laughs> we could be sitting in our bathroom in the pajamas. What's on the menu today? 
Sloppy Joes. <laughs> well, all other business, share it with your friends. It's going to be on Facebook, so uh, like us, share us, comment, and uh, take it easy.